If one of the hardest things to figure out these days is what to watch next, first of all, congrats. Second of all, you should check out HBO Max. Discover something new to watch on HBO Max like Lovecraft Country, the new HBO series from Jordan Peele, Misha Green, and J.J. Abrams that's got everyone buzzing. Plus, HBO Max is the only place you'll find new binge-worthy Max originals like Selena Gomez's new cooking show. You heard that right. Selena Gomez's Learning to Cook, from some of the world's best chefs, no less. Find your next favorite all in one place on HBO Max. Start streaming today. Download the app or visit hbomax.com to start your free trial. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Let's talk about your cell phone carrier. When you think about your plan, does what you're getting feel fair? When it comes to staying connected, don't settle. When you switch to U.S. Cellular, not only do you upgrade to fair, you're also joining a reliable network you can trust to have your back. No hidden requirements, no activation fees. Now that's fair. Learn more at uscellular.com. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as someone who will stop and smell the roses right after I finish sending these tweets, but in my spare time, I'm just a reporter, and you're listening to Recode Decode, a podcast about power, change, and the people you need to know around the tech industry. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Ted Baxter, a former managing director at the hedge fund Citadel. In 2005, he experienced a massive ischemic stroke and has spent the past 14 years speaking out on strokes, aphasia, inspiration, and motivation. He also wrote a book about the process of recovery called Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. This is a particularly personal episode for me because I myself also had a stroke. Not as massive, but very uh, troubling for me and my family. Um, And I'm so excited to talk about this. I've written about it in the New York Times. Ted, welcome to Recode Decode. Thank you for having me on the show. So why don't we just get started as fellow stroke survivors, I guess, what we call ourselves. (laughs) What do we call it? What is the, I don't, do we have a name? Club? Uh, I do Aphasia Club or uh, stroke, stroke, stroke Club. Stroke Club. Okay, all right. I have an employee who keeps calling me Strokey, which I don't think is very nice, but that's all right. I'm fine with it. I'm good. So why don't we talk about what happened to you, and then I want to get into the book itself and your story and what happened. Okay, yeah. So what happened on April 21st, 2005, right? Um, 14 years ago now. Um, How old were you? Uh, now I'm 55. Yeah, so you're so, young. All right. Yeah, I was 41 when I had it. Mm-hmm. First, I was finished finished my job uh, at the p- particular day, and I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Chicago, but I was li- I did my business trip that day in London. So I, I took a flight back to Chicago. Just imagine yourself in a room with your wife or a loved one, um, watching television, commercials, um, apprentice of, of all things. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that happened to me. Thank God um, he didn't die because the last thing you saw was Donald Trump. Good God. Well, my wife asked me a question. Um, I couldn't respond. Mm-hmm. And then she repeatedly asked me that question after and over and over and over, and I couldn't, I couldn't respond. So... This is, this is now after landing in O'Hare at prime time, 5 p.m. I had a, I had a driver, um, took me, and then we came back. I went, we went for a quick sushi with, uh, with my wife and all that kind of stuff. And then in a split second, I lost the power of language, mm-hmm. uh, comprehension I couldn't formulate. Uh, I lost the ability I'm using my right side of my body. Also, I knew, but I knew that I didn't. I didn't know that at the particular moment, mm-hmm. but I knew. I knew that, um, you know, like five or six hours. So 
My wife then called the paramedics. Uh, she started with the, the uh, police officer. Uh, they were asking me questions I couldn't answer. Um, and frankly, I didn't know what they were asking me. Um, I was in a gurney before, I, before you know it. Uh, and then I, and then, I went, then, I, then I went to the hospital after that. But my blood pressure, um, the, the diastolic reading, mm-hmm. the bottom one, went down to 32. Oh, my God. Which was, you know, I'm a good um, uh, health person. Mm-hmm. Uh, my blood pressure is usually like 50. Mm-hmm. And so to hear about it, that it went down to 32, it went was, whoa. So I became so scared, pet- petrified, um, helpless, alone. So I lost control. Um, and and that, you had had no signs of this before? This was nothing? No. Nothing at no. all? And this is, you, you're very young. It, wasn't, it wouldn't occur to you. Same thing. I was like, my brother told me I was having a stroke, and I'm like, you're crazy, essentially. Yeah, but the good thing is I had my wife with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a different person you just met. Okay. Right? This, is my, right. this is my previous okay. uh, wife. And I have a previous wife, she's, too. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much in common. So, yeah, we're right. We should be best friends. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so um, at the point, then she just, you know, after, after that— um, she had to get me from uh, from the from the house to the the hospital, and that's what that's what happened. And then after after from that, that starts the the recovery and the, so for, they knew the, it was recuperate. that right away, right? They knew no, no, no. So this is the thing that's going on with that. Now there were two things that that were uh, that were playing. You know, it was in play. Mm-hmm. One was the fact that I have a right. Shin DVT. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody knew, knew this about this. This is a blood clot, just yeah. for people who don't know the lingo yeah. of strokes. And then um, that was first thing. And then the second thing, presumably um, from flying, right? Probably. That's what they see. Yeah, I had the same that's thing. I was going to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. but you know, not. But probably because uh, I had so many traveling mm-hmm. uh, uh, things. Uh, before I had, um, I, I had been working for Citadel at right. the point, but after that I worked in uh, CSFB. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the the uh, financial controller for Asia Pacific, mm-hmm. so my base was in New York. So I was flying around all all, all over the all, right. all over the world and that kind of stuff. So coming coming back to the the second thing, um, I had a PFO. In my Me head. too. Same thing. Right. Same, same which is thing. a hole in your heart, just for people, which many people I've gone out with have told me that, emotionally speaking, but no, I'm teasing. It's a joke. <laughs> um, but it's a hole in your heart that doesn't heal. It, what happens is you have it when you're a baby, uh, when you're born, and it, it closes up. The flap closes up, and people that have PFOs, they do not. And so blood is able to go through through into the brain or yeah. wherever. Yeah. So I, I had those two things. And that's what happened. You can just you can imagine. Yeah. Um, you have two of those things, and you know, put it in, put it into first together, and then you have uh, a ma- stroke. massive stroke. Right. The doctor who treated me called it a hole in one, which I didn't find very funny. His golf humor at the time, but it actually it is somewhat funny. So you go to the hospital. You have this. They didn't know it at the time. My, mine was diagnosed because my brother no. told me it was that. No, he's what, a doctor. What they thought they what they thought I had. Um, they came back to talk to my wife. He <laughs> said to her, "said Well, what did he do, what did he do for just before before he came back to <laughs> here to the hospital?" And he said, "She told me that uh, look, he was in. He just he just came from a flight." 
um, Chicago O'Hare. He was from London before that, and that he was working for, uh, uh, you know, he was a uh, managing director for mm-hmm. Citadel Investment. Right. So um, they said, well, everything, you know, okay, whatever. They gave their, their two things about that. but um, So they didn't treat it right away? No, they didn't. They, they couldn't. Because they couldn't imagine someone so young had, was having a stroke. It's, it was for the aged, essentially. Yeah, they was they, they think that that and plus they thought I had um, a seizure. Oh, okay. seizure. What I thought I had I was a heart attack. Right. But I couldn't say that. Right. Now you know, well, I should we should mention at this particular point that I had I, I am still have, having aphasia. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, at the point I was. You know, nobody knew it, and right. I, I didn't know it, I, but now I was diagnosed as global aphasic. Right. Aphasia means you can't put words together. Or you have a harder time. Sometimes Basically. I was rendered mute, actually, somewhat, and then also garbled language. Sometimes it comes off as mine came off like that kind of stuff like I was speaking another language um, it, it, it's also called dysphagia. It, it can also um, clear itself up. Mine cleared itself up really quickly. Because um, I had a much smaller attack, essentially. But so you, so we weren't able to articulate. So you, one of the things around when you have strokes, obviously, is fast. It's called fast. Get get treatment immediately. There's a, I forget what fast stands for. Yes, yeah, part be be fast. Be now. fast, kind of thing. So, but you essentially you've got to get treatment immediately, and they have to know it. And uh, so, how long did it take for you to get treatment? Well. Um, I guess the time I had the stroke to the time I was in in the hospital was probably about an hour. Mm-hmm. So and I that was they quick. knew it was a stroke. Was they quick. then knew it was no, no, because no, because they didn't know. They, they you know, I, I I didn't have any of the symptoms. Right. My blood pressure was fine. Uh, you know, like doing doing that like like a regular day. Mm-hmm. Right. They knew my my. My blood pressure went down, but then they stabilized it. Mm-hmm. So when I got into the hospital, okay, that, that, they took care of that. But then they asking my my um, my wife, okay, does he drink, drink. like a like a lot? He, right. said, he said no. Right. And you know, does he work out? And you know, that yes. kind of stuff, of course. And you know, um, does he? Um, you know, does have anything? Um, uh, and, uh, um, AFib mm-hmm. uh, with uh, your heart? Uh, it's just no, none of, none of that. So, so they, they were thinking. All right, well, we really didn't know. Plus, you have to put it in your in your mind that that was in a in a in a, in a hospital in a suburb of of Chicago. Right. Okay. So not complicated doctors. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. So, how long did it take for them to realize you had a, were having a stroke? Probably the next day. I wow. found out. Wow. Wow. So they didn't put all the treatment drugs. Nowadays, nowadays, I agree with you. Yes, instantly. Nowadays. I think that's the difference with me. My, I knew it, and they immediately started treating it, just no. like instantly. Yeah. Which I think makes a difference, makes a big difference. So afterwards, when you find out this, what was your reaction to it? And the name of your book is, I want to know what it means, Relentless, and also how a message changed my life for the better. So I want to get into that in the next section. But right at, in, in the recovery period, you were without language. You, your right side of your body was unable to— Couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't do anything. What else? I couldn't comprehend. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like my brothers were there, and mm-hmm. uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know half of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I couldn't be able to, to tell my, um, my wife her name. Mm-hmm. 
uh, she she would tell me that you use the the word of girl. Mm-hmm. So I know I know she's a girl. Right. That, that's it. Right. And and so that's that that's my my speech, uh, my language. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what was going on. Now, as far as the physical, um, my right side of my body, I couldn't move. It was my right side from uh, from my my foot to through my my head. Right. So eating was a problem. Same thing. Things dropped out of your mouth. That happened to me. Yep. Yeah. And so what happens for people that don't know, stroke happens on one side of your body. Essentially, wherever the stroke hits, the other side of your body is impacted. Correct? I yeah. think that's correct. Yeah. So you had you had the PFO, which is a hole in your heart. You had a clot, a DVT, and you also probably had blood that was thicker, correct? Or something like that. Some people do. I did. Yeah, no, they, they, didn't, they didn't mention that. They didn't mention they that. They didn't mention that. So the minute you they find that, what, what happened to you in terms of they started treating you? Yeah, but, but this was 14 but, years ago. Yeah, which is very different than today. Yeah. So the the thing is, is and this is why my wife, um, I give all this kudos mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't have her, I wouldn't be even talking to you about this situation right now. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I would have passed. I mean, she asked. Uh, she, you know, the the thing is, is they came to her and said, "Look, Mrs. Baxter, um, you have to make a, you have to make a decision." Um, we can go through. We know. We know he has his clot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know where he is. We we know the clot is in, mm-hmm. his, in his brain. Um, so we can go in there and yank it, yank it out, or uh, you don't do anything. And you wait till it dissipates. Right. And for her to make mm-hmm. that decision, she was talking to uh, CEO for mm-hmm. Citadel. We're talking. We're talking like she met him before, but mm-hmm. to dealing with person right. like like that. I mean, right. you're talking like putting from from her and pull him in this CEO uh, board of directors right. of the, the world right. of the, the investment to, to make, deal with you, making, make yeah, to making uh, questions so what did like they this. Do? And they came back and they, she said, "I uh, said, okay, let's not do anything." Right. So that's, that's what we decided, yeah. and we had we have two doctors that, that was there. We got this from, well, she got it from the CEO of Citadel. His name is Ken Griffin. Mm-hmm. Well known was the name of Dr. Sullivan and um, the neurologist from mm-hmm. Chicago, which was Dr. Tabor. It was mm-hmm. fantastic. Right. Un- I couldn't believe it. I'm- so they decided to wait to see if it would clear up. Because often it's astonishing how much the body can heal itself. Yeah. But it's a process. Um, you had a much longer process. Mine was almost instant. I was fine within hours, which was weird. Yeah. I, they thought it, I was happened to be in China, which wasn't my favorite place. But it turned out tremendous doctors there. Um, but one of the things they did want to do was intervene, really. Like they wanted to close up the hole in my heart or they wanted to operate. But the blood clot dissipated and I decided not to have... Um, I had a doctor come to me, and he said, it was just minor heart surgery. And I was like, there's no such thing. Um, but what was interesting is the lack of knowledge about stuff in terms of what to do in those situations. And both of us are, of course, lucky to have smart people uh, around us um, that would help us. Um, when we get back, we're going to talk more about what happened after his stroke and uh, how his massive stroke changed his life for the better. This is Ted Baxter. He was uh, formerly a managing director for the hedge fund Citadel. Uh, He had an ischemic stroke 14 years ago, and he's been talking about it since. Searching for what to stream next? HBO Max is where all of HBO meets the greatest collection of movies, shows, and Max originals for everyone in the family. Discover something fresh to watch with new HBO series like Lovecraft Country from Jordan Peele, Misha Green, and J.J. Abrams, or The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. 
You can also jump into a new Max original like Selena Gomez's new cooking show, Selena and Chef, or The Flight Attendant, a dark new comedic thriller starring Kaylee Cuoco. Ridley Scott's even producing a new series called Raised by Wolves. Whether you want to rewatch classic favorites or finally get into that show your friends have recommended a thousand times, HBO Max has something for everyone. Start streaming today and find your next favorite. Download the app or visit hbomax.com to start your free trial. If you're an early adopter, you get that your devices and your connections need to be fast and help make your life better. But you might be forgetting one thing. Tech should be fair, too. Fairness isn't a new idea, but it is to wireless. That's where U.S. Cellular comes in. At U.S. Cellular, people come first. And that means a fast, reliable connection with no hidden requirements and no activation fees. They'll even pay you back for unused data. When you upgrade to U.S. Cellular, you upgrade to FAIR. Learn more at uscellular.com. We're here with Ted Baxter. He's the author of Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. Ted, one of the things we're talking about is what happened. So talk about what happened after. So you're in this, you were in a high-pressure job. Yeah. Um, That was my pinnacle of my career. Right. Was at Citadel. Mm -hmm. Um, I had had everything I wanted to have. It was a small, small group compared to Mm -hmm. uh, Citadel versus uh, CSFB or uh, PW. Right, that's Uh, credit space. It was huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, but so for me to come back and doing this job, it was it was it was CFO. It was basically what they could uh, groom me was to do the the job, uh, global financial controller. Perfect. And then after the next, if we're talking about this, the next year, you're going to be the CFO. Right. It was perfect. So uh, you were there. You were ready to I go. I was there. Right. So, very um, high-pressure environment. Yeah. Very, you need to be sharp and fast, obviously, yeah. especially in speech. Yeah. So what did you do? What happened? Well, then after that, uh, this happened, uh, the stroke, then I have to really have to really think about it. Mm-hmm. And the first, it, it took me about eight or nine months for me to realize that I can't get back to my job. Right. So, I mean, for me to tell myself mm-hmm. that, look, you had all this uh, Wharton, mm-hmm. you went to, uh, you did all the all training, the right and had all that stuff, and um, it was all gone. It, it's gone. And you can't come on back and saying just making sure you can you can deal with somebody that's dealing with with Morgan Stanley about uh, the stocks the next right. day. Right, it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But and when I accepted that, mm-hmm. that's when the the my recovery took off. Right. So previous to that, you'd been just doing just recovery, learning how to speak again, learning how to walk again. Um, the CFO of eBay similarly had that, and he slowly, I think he still has some arm movement issues, but he the same thing. He You have to learn. He did come back and did a bunch of different things, but um, Bob Swan. And he, one of the things is realizing how quickly you can come back or not, or whether you can return to what you were doing. Right. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, I also knew that um, the, the fact that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't talk, mm-hmm. that was a totally different animal compared mm-hmm. to uh, not, not being able to move my, mm-hmm. my body. Mm-hmm. So that, I took care of that first. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I, first thing I did, I, I got, joined, joined uh, Crunch mm-hmm. in, the middle of, uh, in the middle of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I got a trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't ask me how, but mm-hmm. I talked to the the the, the uh, administrator, and I 
she, she, she knew understood what I wanted. you wanted to be right. Exactly, fit. you wanted to be fit. She had a perfect uh, trainer. Mm-hmm. This guy's an ex San Diego mm-hmm. um, football player, mm-hmm. so he he knows he knew what I needed. Right. So he so you wanted to get your body fit so that you wouldn't be moving. Just, just not doing anything. Right, not doing anything. So the, the the thing is, when I went to the hospital, when I when it said after eight weeks, then I have um, then then they give me. Uh, the, the um, discussion about having to be in the, the uh, hospital, and then, okay, now, now you can go home. Right. So at that point, I couldn't be able to use my right side, right. My, 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 my right leg and my, um, my, uh, my arm also. Mm-hmm. What I did, I went to my, my, my wife. I said, uh, look, I want you to take a uh, rope mm-hmm. and put it in my back mm-hmm. with this good, uh, my left side mm-hmm. of my, my arm, and I'm going to try to eat dinner tonight with my right side. So just forcing yourself to right. use your right side. Right. right. And the first time we did it, mm-hmm. I, we both cried. Right. We were, I was sitting there, I couldn't believe it, right? By the time I was finished this, mm-hmm. it was, I, I knew, I knew it was going to be, my mental brain will, will get the idea here. That's what's fascinating about a stroke is that you can recover. Like you can recover, but it's a it's basically reteaching yourself from yeah. birth almost certain things, depending on what happened, whether you had a, a weakness on one physical side, whether you had something with your mouth, and then, of course, thought processes, which is the hardest part. But let's go through this. So the physical part is that you just trained yourself like crazy, and you were getting yeah. control of your body, yeah. which I think makes people feel like they're in control of themselves because most people walk through life all day not even thinking about the control of their body. I'm totally aware since my stroke every aspect of movement, you know what I mean, yeah. that I can move much more so than you are without it. So you did that, and you, how long did that take? Uh, that took me, I mean, I guess, I started to jogging um, about eight months, nine months in, you know, from, from the, mm-hmm. the, the stroke. Um, so after, all in, I would say uh, three, four years after that, I was good. In good shape. Physical. Physical phys- shape. Physical. Physical shape. Right. So, so let's talk about the mental. Uh, yeah. Because one of the things that's difficult is the inability to express yourself, even if you're thinking, be, not being able to express yourself as quickly um, as you're used to. Talk about that struggle. You mean you're talking about the, the my speech? Speech. Speech, yeah. 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 That, uh, and, uh, so what I do, what I did is— um, well, the first thing that I did, I went to the Walden Books, mm-hmm. it's a bookstore, right, looking for uh, where flashcards, right, where it was, and I we saw it, and it, it was like it was started from kindergarten mm-hmm. through sixth grade, mm-hmm. and um, my wife said, "You want this?" I said, "Yeah." I told her, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I want. That's what I want." So I gave it to me, and I that's why I started to do that for the next day. Mm-hmm. And I did that for every every year. I started from kindergarten. And I mm-hmm. got through to eighth and ninth grade, something mm-hmm. like that. But after I gave my my wife um, crazy here, because mm-hmm. I she's the person I had to, had to listen to mm-hmm. me. Do mm-hmm. um, She got it, and then, you know. So that was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I could see my my speech start to get better, right? Mm-hmm. But without having um, an, a, um, a University of Michigan aphasia program, without having that in this, 
then I wouldn't be talking what I'm talking about. And explain today. what that is, the aphasia program. Yeah. Uh, then after about it was like nine months after I had my stroke, my wife decided that she picked this uh, as the, the place. Mm-hmm. And we, in fact, we went to a, we went to a visit up there. And uh, so we talked to them. And they told her, they said, look, after nine months after your husband had a, house, had a stroke, it's probably too early. But she said to, to them, they said, look, he's not an animal. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not, it's not like a person, like, mm-hmm. he's, he's a very a Person. personality. Right. So he'll, whatever he has to do, he'll be there in a minute. Mm-hmm. So they said, they let, let me go in there. Right. And... I went there, and a, at the point, it was six weeks of intensive, intensive therapy. Mm-hmm. So every day uh, started at 8 o'clock, and it finished at 4 p.m. I, you know, had uh, group speech during the morning. Um, then, uh, then, uh, then we break for lunch, and then come after that, and we have uh, music mm-hmm. or uh, art or uh, one-to-one or uh, things like that. And I did that for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And you know, my wife was, was just gone because they, they didn't want to be around there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, really wouldn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So then after that, I came back. I, you know, that was in Michigan. It was in Ann Arbor. It was fa- fantastic. I mean, like, I, you know, for, for right now, and, and it was tough for me to tell the world, really, uh, for me to, to say that that was my, my one thing I did, that if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be. No. Right. You know, because right. you, you, did, you did one of those things, like, between that and, um, and working out, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had a private therapist, all kind of stuff. But the thing is, is, I've done all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Some of them was was makes a lot. I needed uh, some money for some of them, mm-hmm. but that's just gives me a ticket to the dance. Mm-hmm. I was the person that I really had to get myself right on the dance right. and do it. Right, right. When people are in those kind of states, you are again. There's so many hard charging people listen to this program and stuff like that. The ability, the the, the stop process being stopped, essentially, from your advancement, because you're probably one of those people like me, type A personality, we're advancing, 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 constantly doing something. To be stopped like that is really a shock. It's like, what? Like, what are you, this isn't the the story I am supposed to be in. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, uh, when I was there and uh, and I was coming back in the, the hospital, I was sitting there with my wife, and she told me about this one day, and she told me about this in, in, the, in, in the hospital. She told me about um, the doctors. Mm-hmm. They told her mm-hmm. that I have two years to give my speech back. Right. After that, your husband will plateau. Uh-huh. So where he is, that's what you have to deal with. Right. And she, I heard about this. Yeah. And I was, th- I, I was thinking, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> and it wasn't a doctor's And I'm going to tell them, uh, right. you, know, you, know, you know, I couldn't say, I can say this. I couldn't say this at the point. Right. But right. now, so much. That- right. So you left hedge funds 
presumably, you left working. What did you do afterwards? Once you started, it took you a year to recover, to, to functional recovery? or Well, well no, no, not now. I've been, I've been working, yeah. I've been doing this for five or six years after right. since, since I had uh, my stroke. Mm-hmm. No, so now um, I decided to get myself, to, well, first of all, to, to write this book. Right, right. And which I think is great. For, right. for me, I can, is, I can use it to, as, 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 a, as like a, a therapy right, for sure. me. Right, right. So that's, that's great. But I really want the people, the readers, and um, the regular per- regular person to take this, uh, you know, to read read my book. I want them to see it and um, to know that I'm what I'm getting to spread awareness mm-hmm. of the people that who has who has maybe he has know somebody that has a stroke, mm-hmm. or uh, or they have a, themselves have a stroke, or maybe they have people with aphasia. So maybe they could gain some tips and techniques mm-hmm. that I have got some of this uh, in this book. All right. We're going to talk about those when we get back. Ted Baxter has written a book called Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. When we get back, we're going to talk about some tips he has and why he's calling this book Relentless. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are in your neighborhood, ready to help personalize your insurance. And you can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. Visit statefarm.com today to get a great rate without sacrificing great service. That's statefarm.com. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're here with Ted Baxter. He's the author of Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. I thought that was a really interesting thing. I wouldn't say my stroke changed my life for the better, although I guess it did. It it, it made me aware of how quickly I needed to move. Like, I I hadn't been aware I could be stopped. Um, So in that way, it was good. But one of the things that I recall when I had a stroke is how everyone came up to me and said, now you need to relax. Now you need to do less. Now you're such a hard-charging person. I thought, no, I'm going to triple down. on I think now I have four jobs and 17 children and everything else. So I had the opposite effect. I love the term relentless. Is that why you call that? You just have to keep at it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the way I'm going to get better mm-hmm. um, to speaking, uh, just what I did pre-stroke. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I, you know, I, um, you know, I always say that I'm going to do that, but I, uh, I could, just, I could try to do this mm-hmm. as I'm doing it right now. Um, you know, maybe one day it'll get better. But, right. But who, who cares? I was talking to um, Jane Brody, mm-hmm. and she said to me, you have intelligible speech, so mm-hmm. no problem with that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she told me, when she told me that to me, I have, I have a better sense and awareness of, of, of people mm-hmm. right now. Right, okay. than you did. So relentless because you had to keep going, right? That, 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 that you had to keep pushing yourself harder. Is that correct? Is that the concept you were going for? Yeah, I was. Um, uh, I just wouldn't stop. I didn't want to. I, went, I wouldn't. I didn't want to have any breaks. Right. Um, you know, because I knew it's, it's almost um, that you said in one of your article. You said, you know, that there's a limit mm-hmm. of your of you going to be in in this in this world. Mm-hmm. So why should I sleep? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. probably, probably yeah. not the best idea, <laughs> but I I I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's why I I, I get through of a, a twenty four hour day with um, 
six or seven hours. Right, exactly. I know what I'm doing in the office. Yeah, exactly, where you're going. So tell me about, give me some tips, and also how did it change your life for the better? What was, let's talk about that first. Yeah, let, let, me, talk, let me talk about that first. Um, somebody else used the, the word of um, silver lining. Mm-hmm. So uh, I came up with the idea of how a massive stroke changed my life for the better. It's now 14 years after my stroke, and my life is better now than it was then. Okay. Um, I wouldn't suggest a stroke for anybody. Right. No, okay. me neither. <laughs> Skip it if you can. <laughs> because I had it, I knew I needed to have a, a different life script. So right now, I've been through so many different ways to tap my brain, different types of, of ways. Uh, my relationships are better. Um, my writing is better. Um, in terms of development and progress of my book is better. Uh, I want to help people. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. I want to help people now. I, you know, when I worked at Citadel, mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't really, no. It wasn't like that. No. I, I wasn't doing like the direct. I would you know the direct direct effect of a person. Mm-hmm. Now um, I'm doing. I have to. I have to do it anyway. Right. But now I can help people. Right. So um, uh, that's why I've started when with um, uh, volunteer myself to a hospital in um, Fullerton mm-hmm. to do a um, communication recovery group. We mm-hmm. called it. Um, I do that every Monday. Every, right. every every Monday. Right. So you're doing more stuff. You you want to do that. What do you feel like you've that you miss? What do you miss? The sort of uh, working, you know, work in that high pressure environment. Is that something that you wish you could keep doing? Or yeah, I thought I thought about that when when I just had the uh, you know in the middle of the first five years, five or six years. I thought about this, <laughs> but then I I thought about it and I was thinking, you know. I can really make make a big difference for the people that just had a stroke, mm-hmm. and I just did. And just just watch to go to your one of your aphasia clubs. Mm-hmm. How many times are you going to be there? Like every one week you've been there, it's been twenty people. Let's say now now you're there, and it's like sixty. 60 people. Mm-hmm. So you could make some difference to mm-hmm. those people. Right, so right. So that's, and, and, I, right. and I thought, somebody, you know, I think God think, think, thought that. This is a better use of your time. Absolutely. absolutely. When you think about what you want to do with this, give me the lessons you want, the tips you want to give people from this experience. The first thing for, for people who just, just um, experienced a stroke is you have to be um, a power of positive. It's true. If you, you know, it, it, no matter where you went to a therapist or whatever, they'll all tell you, would say, look, is it going to be a positive mindset or not? Because if, if, if without that, you, you can figure, forget it. So that, so that's first and hope, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say then, 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 you, then you can bring together, you can bring to the determination. You know, if you get all the perseverance, all kind of stuff, if you can bring that in the second concepts. Then the, the last concept, I, I would say that you need to, if you're going to use some of the, the tips that I have in the, in the mm-hmm. book, or if you have, um, you know, I'm sure, I mean, then nowadays, then now I'm, uh, you're hearing about um, a stem cells mm-hmm. therapy. That, maybe that could be a, a good idea for you. Um, look, they're gonna, the, the, the doctors are going to solve this. Right. 
but it's meaning it's, recovery, the ability yeah. to recover from a, a, a catastrophic exactly. thing like a, a exactly. DIA. So where do you do you spend a lot of time thinking about the science of it? Because it's things that the medications have changed. Are you still met on medications on blood no. thinners? No, the only thing I'm, I'm taking now is um, baby aspirin. Me too. I stopped going off those things. Those drugs are just. Terrible, my, terrible. My ex-wife, she knew that I, I right. Yeah, because you know, I, I like I like to have a couple of uh, drinks every right. every every one every once in a while. But, yeah, but you know, yeah. There's all these new drugs just for people who don't know that are. So there used to be warfarin used to be the drug you take, and then you can't eat broccoli essentially, yeah. whatever. Because mo- more strokes were happening to older people than younger people, but more and more younger people are having them. That's yeah. a big trend. Or else they're discovering that's what they are. It's it's a it's a really interesting trend that's happening that at a younger and younger age, people are having these strokes. Um, and so what they did is they treat you as if you're elderly and you don't have your scent, you don't move and things like that. And so a lot of the drugs are very um, not conducive to a lifestyle. And I remember after my stroke, I was on uh, one of the drugs and the new drugs are much better, but they cause they don't have um, they they are blood thinners. But then, if you got in an accident, you could die of bleeding out yeah. because they don't have just the warfarin's the only one they have a, an antidote to if you right. have something like that. And the new ones not as much. It's changing, of course, all the time. But you know, drug development is slow. Um, and so I was in Hawaii and. I was like, can I go surfing or, you know, hiking? And they're like, well, if you fall and you bleed, you could die. Yeah, and I that's was right. Like, it's like, well, I'm young. Like, well, I want to hike. Sure. Uh, then don't use the drugs, and then you can have a stroke. And I was like, I think I'm going to pick the stroke. It was interesting. It was an interesting moment. And so one of the things you have to start deciding is what kind of medication you have, what kind of how you want to live your life. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff like that, and what kind of risk profile you want to take. Um, but what's hard is the idea that, one of the things that having a stroke does is things like that. Like if you take this medication, this is what you have to take. This is the, the result. And if you have this medication, this is the result. And if you don't do any medication, this is the result. And so that's right. That's right. Somebody somebody else uh, said mentioned mentioned this the the word of uh, the concept of uh, coumadin. Mm-hmm. Coumadin. Coumadin. Right. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, right. Forget it. That, that means, was an old, old one, right? Yeah, that was yeah, that was probably, well, probably warfarin, 14 years cumin, ago. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's cumin and you can't have broccoli. I don't know. I just went off of them all because it was interesting. Now, just lately, recently, someone has expressed to me, I just had a doctor's appointment, and, you know, they don't think I'll have another stroke, but they don't know. They don't essentially know. But one of the things one of the doctors was telling me is, like, when I first had my, my stroke, which was probably different than yours, they wanted— they decided surgery to close up your PFO is not a good thing. Years ago, they thought it was a good thing. And now again, they're starting to think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, what I did, I, 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 had to, I had to have two seizures, surgeries, mm-hmm. surgeries without this. Right. right. The first was, it's easy for me to, to tell you, is a PFO, to close that in the PFO. Mm-hmm. So that was— You um, had that done. Yeah. I did. Uh, Mine was so small. Ampliser. Yeah, something uh, like Ampliser, mm-hmm. PFO, occluder. Mm-hmm. So that, that was done during the, during the one year after I had a stroke. Mm-hmm. But this one, the other one, was a Greenfield filter. What's that? Greenfield uh, filter, that means uh, it's the same thing as like a vena cava uh-huh. filter. Mm-hmm. They can put a, um, uh, a small uh, mesh mm-hmm. in in front, just just like to the vein uh, by your, um, so it doesn't get through a clot. By your, get through. your waist, right? So that if you have any blood clots mm-hmm. on your legs, they catch it. Catch it. That's interesting. I had that um, probably three days after I had my stroke. Wow. 
Wow. And so that's helpful. So what is what do you worry about? Do you worry about and I think about having a stroke all the time. Yeah. You know, because I still have a, this, like, uh, my right side. Mm-hmm. I have, um, like, it's, it's varicose veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because they, and they, they tell you, okay, you know, you can go in and get, you know, we can laser it. Yeah, yeah. It's, laser it's it. coming back. It'll come, mm-hmm. It's going to come back. Mm-hmm. It's like two or three years. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. But so every once in a while, I'm worried about that and right. stuff, I'm, you know. But now, now, you know, no, now I'm, I'm hoping to, I can, I can get, to uh, to be a speaker mm-hmm. as uh, a second uh, a way I can can, can communicate this stuff. So tell me, stuff. let's finish on the, sort of the lessons you've learned yourself. What you you can learn from me. We always try to learn from adversity. Of course, everyone tries to do that. Um, in my case, I I worked harder. I spent more time with my kids, but I definitely did more. More was sort of my thing. And I had a dad who died at a young age of an aneurysm, so I, okay. I'm very familiar with the the bad case scenario. Okay. So, what did you? What What are the lessons you would take out of it? Yeah. Well, you need to be very careful uh, how you know you're walking around around. Uh, basically, in my case, I was doing this in the world. I could, mm-hmm. I, I could be Hong Kong, I'm Tokyo, mm-hmm. um, you know, Traveling. Bali, whatever, you know, for a vacation, for business. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Be careful that you're, you're not. Because I had this situation, I thought I was a super, a super hero. Right. You were invincible. And so this took me down mm-hmm. in, in the world saying, you know what? It's not like that. It doesn't work, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm worrying about um, things like that for for other people, not mm-hmm. not so much for me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a beautiful, beautiful a new wife, mm-hmm. and you know I want all the things that I gave, I, I would give her. Um, I, we're going to we're going to be able to do it, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, so other than that, I really I'm, I'm not not really worried about it. Anything. I mean, right. I, you know, I, 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 sometimes I worried about um, my my brothers because mm-hmm. they're getting older mm-hmm. than me. But um, my my father had uh, he died now. He died of uh, Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. and my mother died from um, uh, cancer mm-hmm. and a pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I think that that were two events that to us as a family. That really took a lot, a lot of toll on mm-hmm. on us. Right. So, did you have kids? Did you? No, no I haven't had kids. kids. That's the only thing that mattered to me from my stroke was my kids. That's the only. That's it. Nothing else. So that it creates a kind of freedom in a lot of ways. Yeah. That was the only thing I worried about in the whole thing is my kids. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that would be good. Yeah, that would be good if I had kids. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you still you can. Know. You never know. You still can. <laughs> All right, let me finish up. So, t- t- just finish up talking about if you could say what you think people should do when they're thinking about not just strokes but these kind of life moments. What would, what do you think people should keep in mind? People need to think about um, just to just to take take a pause. And just think about uh, their lives, and if they're doing the things that they wanted to do it, uh, if they if they really wanted to do, um, has a passion that they wanted to do um, every day. What I would say, people, just think about it. You're dealing, you're dealing with. You know, like you go to Starbucks every day, mm-hmm. and just as you, you, you know, everybody's so busy every every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Just think about it one one day. 
to take up some pause and just help other other another person mm-hmm. about what what she does right. or he does that day. Right. If you can do that. There's yeah. so many studies on this too, which is really interesting. Oh, to uh, uh, to help people, it keeps you live longer. I mean, there's I have my partner Scott Galloway on the Pivot podcast wrote the algebra of happiness, and if you play sports, you're more okay. healthy than if you watch sports. If you help someone, you're more healthy than if you help yourself. It's really interesting. It's all these lessons, but what's really really important to think about. This is an increasingly fast world. It's a twitchy world. Um, it's gotten a meaner, it's become a meaner world, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And one of the things to remember is when you're stopped like this, whether it's by stroke or whatever, um, uh, in, uh, in the case of Ted and I, it was stroke, um, you have to keep in mind that you, um, it gives you a reminder of that, I think, yeah. very much so. Yeah. And it's really important to pay attention to that signal. During the, during the last 10 years after I had my stroke, I had uh, entered the Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I forget what the name of it was, but mm-hmm. I went through that um, uh, three days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, his crazy uh, skin. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's it, actually interesting. And the thing, the thing is that I got a lot from that yeah. was the, the, last, the last priority. This mm-hmm. is celebrate and give back right. to the society. Right. And right. I, I'll never forget that. And so I put that through through my talks now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm talking. Uh, I just said USC the other day. Mm-hmm. It was great, and I, I just told them about. It. You know, always my main main mantra now is to give giving back. That is an excellent message. Ted, I really appreciate your being here. My main mantra is get the hell out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) See, everybody learns something new. Get the hell out of my way. I don't got the kind of time you have, and I shall run you right over. Anyway, Ted is so nice. I am not so. I am the mean stroke victim, and he's the lovely one. Anyway, Ted Baxter has written a book you should read. It's called Relentless, How a Massive Stroke Changed My Life for the Better. It's been a pleasure to have him here. Ted, thank you so much for coming Thanks on Thanks very show. much. All it's right, you great. can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. My executive producer, Eric Anderson, is at Eric America. My producer, Eric Johnson, is at Hey Hey ESJ. Ted, where can people find you online? www.tedwbaxter.com. Okay, great. And are you on, on Twitter? On I'm Twitter. on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook, all right. um, LinkedIn. All Find up. Ted out there. He's on social media. <laughs> if you like this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend. And make sure to check out our other podcasts, Recode Media, Pivot, and Land of the Giants. Just search for them on your podcasting app of choice. Thanks also to our editor, Joel Robbie. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. I'll be back here on Wednesday. Tune in then. HBO Max brings all of HBO to your fingertips, plus an epic list of new Max originals. Whether you're into animation, classic movies, or binge-worthy series, HBO Max's suggested collections are curated by real humans, not robots. So you find the right thing to watch every time. With thousands of options for you and the family to choose from, it's the streaming platform of your dreams. HBO Max, where HBO needs so much more. Start streaming now at hbomax.com. Listener.